Hi family, welcome back. I have a really fun and interesting topic that I was just kind of reflecting on and I was like, oh, I wanna talk about that and kind of share this perspective with you. And that is the perspective of the world having to prove itself to you or to me or to us. The idea that when we get hurt and sometimes we get hurt really, really bad, this could be stemmed from somebody you trust who betrayed you your childhood and not being able to trust your parents, growing up getting bullied, maybe a bunch of people conspired against you at work and really screwed you over. Whatever the situation may be, there are occasions where we can really lose trust and understandably so. And in losing that trust, we walk around with our guard up and tell the whole world, now you've got to prove it to me because I don't want to get hurt again. I learned my lesson that time. I'm not gonna let that happen again. Nope, it's not okay. We draw the line thick and bold in the sand and say, no one's ever gonna cross this. No one's ever gonna stomp on me. No one is ever gonna blindside me again. Now, as you all know, those of us who have been there, there's a certain conflict when it comes to this perspective. And this is a conflict that I struggled with for such a long time. And this conflict is because it embodies two sides of uh, belief and those beliefs don't coincide with each other. The first belief is insecurity. That belief is that I'm so scared and I'm so full of fear that I can't trust people or the world or things to work out for myself. There's that level of insecurity or lack of security or confidence that there's a uh, solid or positive expectation in what's to come. The other conflict or the other perspective that creates a conflict is a, le a level of entitlement and a level, a level of, I deserve this, I need this, I have to have this for myself and I have to control it. But we can't control something that we can't see and we can't trust something that we don't trust, you know? So there's this huge conflict and it creates a lot more issues in our life because we want to do things, but it's scary. We want to be somebody, but we feel like we can't. We want to connect and express and go deeper and further and, and drive higher and dream bigger and be friendlier and forgive more. But all of this keeps us holed up right here. And we hold on so tight that all of a sudden, we spend our whole lives asking the world to prove it. And it's simply not fair. It's not fair to anybody, it's not fair to you. So I'm gonna break down both sides of these conflicts, starting with the entitled side first. The question that I began to ask myself is, why make everybody pay? Have you ever been in school or like someplace where you're really enjoying stuff and you're doing everything right and there's that one asshole who has to ruin it for everybody? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or those two kids that decided to break the rules and now they've imposed all these stupid rules and all this stuff because a level of trust has been gone. Despite the student body being 3,000 children big, there's two kids who had to mess it up for the other 2,998 kids. That is kind of the approach that this world prove it to me sort of approach is, is happening or is, is causing in our lives. And the issue with that is, you know, in a school, it makes sense. There's a small amount of people that are reinforcing a large group of people. You are one person in charge of your one only life. 
So you're not charge, in charge of everybody else's life, you're in charge of your life. And the perspective of the world has now had to prove it to me and everybody's gotta pay because one person messed it up in my past or a group of people did something to me bad one event, you are making everybody pay for that one event. And in turn, now to the insecure side, you're closing off all these opportunities of all the good stuff because we're holding on so tightly trying to make everybody prove that they're worthy of being in your life, having your trust, having you be open and vulnerable and loving to them. All of a sudden we shut those doors on ourselves. And that now creates a vicious cycle because now that cycle is gonna to prove to you that nobody is gonna to wanna to jump through 20,000 hoops and bounds to deal with your shitty attitude, right? Like you feel me, right? And, and I understand that, you know, I'm trying to kind of make a sarcastic light of this, but like if you think about it, if you think about somebody who's like this maybe, you can see it's kind of true. Like this person is so scared and they expect so much that it's really hard to like feel like you're doing anything right or that you can do enough for them. And sometimes it isn't enough. It's never going to be enough because we're always just scared. It's not other people's responsibility. It's ours. So at the end of the day, it is most unfair to you or to me, right? It's super unfair because I cut myself off. I'm not allowing myself to be the best that I can be because I'm driven by these fears and these insecurities and these, this entitlement. And it also makes me believe that I'm too weak to handle any other crap that might come my way. As if life is meant to be this safe, secure space all the time, as if stuff's not gonna happen. And because it does, now I'm gonna be on red alert with insomnia, freaking out at every sound that comes my way because I'm worried that it's gonna happen again. Like I didn't survive it last time. Like I'm not okay now. Like that is what happened last time has dictated who I am today and what I wanna do with my life or who I can be tomorrow. Do you see how that conflict goes in a like crazy cycle? Anyways, this is probably like a duh, you know, like a no brainer for some of you. But like for me, I was like, wow, it was this aha moment where I was like, okay, why does this happen? And what can we now do about it? Why does it not serve us? This whole idea of what are we doing that causes us to either serve or add value in our lives versus not add value in our lives. I would say that having the world or having everybody in our lives have to prove it or have to earn our trust is not really serving. And it's not to say, oh, well, trust anybody. You know, if a stranger gives you candy or leads you into an alleyway or says, get in the car, it's not to say like blindly trust, use your gut. But when we are driven by the fear of insecurity because of something that happened in the past and that clouds our vision and gives us this level of closing off and then entitlement, we can't even sense our gut. We get cut off to that too because we're driven by all these emotions that are rooted from something that might not necessarily be accurate to what's going on now. So what do you do about it? It's actually really simple, like in verbal terms, but it's actually a difficult thing to retrain. And I'll explain psychologically first why this happens. You are meant to survive. 
We are no longer worried about lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. We are not outside fighting for our life in the dark. We've advanced in all this security and technology. And so we overreact to little things, like our life depends on it, because we used to have to. It used to serve us. And now that it doesn't serve us, what's important to, to us is to actually see where we don't need to have people prove it. I mean, the biggest thing that I remember was uh, one of my kids pooped in their pants when we were in uh, the store. And I can't remember what store it was, but I was in the bathroom and I was like, oh my gosh, you pooped in your pants. Your clothes are full of poop. I don't know what I'm gonna do because I have to buy you new clothes, but I can't walk you out naked. Like I was having all this trouble and this mom in the stall next to me heard me. And she reached under and she had this whole pack of wipes and she reached under and said, hey, did you want this? Like, I'm sorry, that's, I mean, that's all I can do. If there's anything else I can do, just let me know, but I have this and you can just have this. And it was a lifesaver. And I was just like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, wow. I felt at that moment, like I wasn't alone. And it doesn't always happen. Like that's kind of like one of those things that really stay with you. But if you were to look in your life right now and ask yourself, where you feel like you can trust. Like maybe it's your significant other, or maybe it's your mom or your best friend. There's at least one person that you feel like you can, for the most part, be yourself or talk to or be with. And it could just be your therapist, right? Or your mentor, you know, whoever's there that you feel like actually supports you and actually gets you to some degree. Like you can see that not everybody is a bad guy. And really number two, if you trust, you begin to start trusting people and just give a little bit more, you end up getting what you give. And for me, this happened actually when we moved to Hawaii. I'd spent like five years being a mom and like working on business and not really being social. And I went through this huge thing five years prior where I left Orange County and lost my identity because I thought that I was my stuff and my job and all that stuff. And when I lost my identity, I got really insecure. And so when we moved to Hawaii, I moved into a house with 11 people. There was 11 of us total. So there was like, I don't know, seven or eight other people that were there. And it got to the point where I just said, you know what, I can't, I can't focus on making everybody happy. Like I can't focus on like managing them and trying to like make sure they're not screwing me over or like whatever. I got my kids to worry about, you know, and I got like moving to Hawaii and I just want to enjoy my space. And so when I'd have a bad day, I would literally, people would be like, how are you today? And I'd be like, not good. I'm pissed off today. And they would be like, oh, are you okay? What's wrong? Do you, you want to talk about it? Do you need a hug? When I'd come out and sort of just admit my imperfections and how stupid and silly these trains of thoughts that I was struggling with was, like they were just supportive. And then the next day they'd be like, hey, how are you today? And I'd be like, I'm good. Thanks for talking to me yesterday. And they're like, oh, good. And then they hug me and it's not like they ever held a grudge. There was, never, there was never anything to fear. And that's why it's also important to make sure that you're living that minimalist philosophy in is the things in your life serving you because if the people in your life can't support you at your weak and vulnerable times then they they shouldn't be there they're, they're not serving you and you can't serve them because you're not lifting each other up so third and last you really have to forgive and forgiveness isn't Oh, it was okay what you did, let me forget about it. Forgiveness is not, you know what, what you did was shitty and it really still hurts thinking about it, but I'm gonna move on. That's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is empathizing through understanding. It doesn't mean that it's okay 
but it means that you understand how it was possible and you are accepting of the fact that it happened. And this is where a lot of self-work really needs to be done because at the end of the day, I'm not perfect. For me, I can't say that I've never walked through life and never pissed anybody off. I can't say that I've never done anything to hurt people. I've done some really crappy things that have really hurt people. And even till, you know, now, 15, 20 years later, you know, I look at what I've done as a child and I think I never really understood it back then. And I've talked to some of the adults and mentors in my life who I've kind of just like been a rebellious child towards and I, you know, have said to them recently, I never really understood the repercussions of what I did or what I was doing or how that could have hurt. I didn't know what I was doing. And I know that at times, even now, I know what I'm doing. And if you get me pissed off enough, like this other person, this other thing comes out, right? And it's not something you're proud of. And you might say or, or do or behave in a way that you're like, oh, I really should not do that. That's so embarrassing. But that's part of being human. Like if we don't have that, what are we? We're cardboard cutouts with a dose of perfection. And, and then what, right? Like it's, it's the ability, the process of going through these things to experience them, to learn from them, to grow from them, to evolve from that, that make us the very core of who we are. You guys know people who have no substance, not because they aren't capable of substance, but because they haven't done that. They've spent all their life avoiding the work and avoiding the experiences. So they are nothing but what they wear and what they say and how they act but there's nothing else there. And that's not who we wanna be. So you have to find a place where you can say, hey, what you did was really wrong to me. I mean, you might not be able to do something like that, but you can probably relate to some degree. Like I might not be so angry that I'm gonna go and take a baseball bat to your car or, or, or something like that to whatever extent some of these people go through is crazy, right? But like you can understand that sometimes you get so angry that you feel like you just have to have some sense of control or some sense of relief from the anger and you do something that you are kind of embarrassed about or didn't really mean. And in that you can have empathy and understanding to the level and degree that some of the other people go through and realize that it's not personal. Like whatever happened, it's not you, right? Like it wasn't like I was a bad or crappy kid or like all of the stupid stuff that I heard growing up. That's, that's not who I was and that's not why I was treated the way that I was. It's because the person who treated me that way dealt with his own stuff too. And for me, I realized, like when I grew up, I realized that that person had an even worse childhood than that. And me coming out of the childhood that I had, I realized how hard it is to come out of that and how much work has to be done and how many mistakes you have to make. Like you can't do it without making mistakes. You can avoid it all you want. You can create a fabricated safe environment for yourself, avoiding situations and people until the world proves it, but the world's never going to be able to prove it if the world is never going to be good enough as it is for you. And, uh, and until you feel like you are good enough as you are for the world. And so that is my soapbox today. I hope it 
clicks somewhere for you or adds a piece of value to you because this is something that I struggled with for such a long time and it made me feel like I didn't know where my place was in the world because I had to figure all this out. And the truth is it's part of the process and the moment that you realize that there's nothing to figure out, you just have to be and you have to be able to change some of those. It's scary though, right? Like it can be scary to be like, okay, I'm gonna trust, what do I do? It could be something as simple as if somebody new is like, hi, my name is so-and-so, what's your name? You might just start by being honest or how's your day today? Rather than just, oh, it's good, how are you? Right, we can maybe start by being honest and say, I'm, I'm actually not having such a good day today. And it's amazing how many people you see really have humanity and want to connect with you, but you have to open up first. But anyways, I'm just going to end up going in circles. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you guys like this topic. Of course, let me know by hitting thumbs up, letting me know your thoughts in the comments below. And I want to see you guys soon. I was going to say next week. Really what I want to say is I hope you guys enjoy this week. If you are here in the United States of America and celebrating Thanksgiving week, if you're not, and you're somewhere around the world, we take this week to give thanks. Um, typically for like our country, but like I take it more as just another reminder to just take the time to spend time with the people that you love or spend time with yourself that you might need taking a break and just really focusing on all the things that you're grateful for. Having the attitude of gratitude brings the most abundance in your life. It really shifts your perspective to see what it is that you truly have and what you cherish, especially because sometimes those things are best seen when they're gone. So having appreciation for those things obviously is a very positive thing and adds tremendous value to my life and I am 100% sure that it would add tremendous value to yours. So why don't you guys let me know what you're thankful for today in the comments below and maybe we'll do a giveaway, that'll be fun. I do have stuff coming, but for the sake of time, and me not running my mouth. I'm gonna say goodbye to you guys. I just love chatting with you guys. And I especially love thinking about these things. So thank you so much for having these conversations with me and opening this connection. That means a lot to me. And so does your vulnerability and your honesty. And yeah, so it's been fun. Thank you guys, enjoy your week, and I will see you in the next video. Ciao.